to Van Dijk. It's uh, actually, it's led to a reboot. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. This is reviewing the Liverpool versus Everton game this past Sunday, and what a game it was. Actually, I think it was. I think that's completely wrong to say. I think it was a, a pretty average game, uh, brought to life by the last minute of the game. I think uh, without that last minute, that would have been one of those Merseyside derbies that didn't really get remembered. But it will now now will go down as uh, probably one of the more memorable Merseyside derbies uh, for that freak goal. Um, scored at the end uh, you know Eve, as a Liverpool fan I completely agree that it was an extremely lucky goal and I think if it happened against you uh, you'd be incredibly frustrated uh, but when it goes for you it's absolutely amazing it's you know crazy scenes at, at the stadium I can imagine fans all around the country at home like myself up on their feet it was a it was a freak end to a actually quite not not too good of a game, you know, not one of the better Merseyside derbies. But um, just before I get into the analysis uh, of the, the Liverpool team and the way Liverpool played, I guess I want to, uh, there's a couple of points I want to address. So the first one being Everton actually played really well um, during the commentary and in the, in the build up to the game. There'd been some talk around, you know, Everton haven't won at uh, Anfield for an incredibly long time and they, they, have, they have been in the past quite passive when coming to, to Anfield um, sitting back trying to absorb the pressure and, and maybe take away a nil-nil or um, you know try and nick a goal or, or whatever but you know they definitely came to the party in this game they, they themselves had many chances I was I was impressed with uh, Bernard and Richarlison from the Everton team uh, I think they did they played really well um, I don't know Andre Gomez got a lot of the, the credit in terms of man and match and stuff but I think Bernard and Richarlison were really good um, the other point I want to make is that following the game um, and Klopp's crazy celebration, uh, he's been charged for misconduct. Now I don't necessarily get that. You know, he's this is exactly what you want in football. You want you want passion. He didn't do anything to harm anyone. He didn't do anything that could have caused danger or anything to anyone. Uh, he also apologised, as he said, both to Marco Silva personally and on the uh, on his pre on his post match conference. So I don't really see the need for a, a misconduct charge. I think, uh, I, I just don't see it. You know, it's 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 what we want to promote, right? We want to promote passion. We want to promote, um, you know, this type of kind of joy um, in football. And I think um, that doesn't necessarily send out the right message. But hey, um, I think Klopp will accept it. Klopp won't fight it. Klopp's not that type of manager. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of a, I don't know, I don't, don't really see the need for it. So... Um, a big up to Klopp because if you if you listen to the last episode where I reviewed the game against Watford, one of my shout outs to Klopp was to give some of our other strikers um, more playing time. Both Sturridge and Origi I mentioned in that one. And the great thing about this podcast is <laughs> I can I can uh, when I'm right it's great because I can then uh, the next week follow it up. Um, and that definitely happened on, on, on Sunday. So, But Sturridge came on with about 15, 20 minutes left, and Origi actually only got really about 10-ish minutes. But they both came on and made a difference. Sturridge had a couple of good moments in the box where he couldn't you know, get a shot off or couldn't just find that bit of space to, to you know, work a pass or something. And then obviously with the Origi goal. And I think this is, you know, in terms of confidence, particularly going into the, uh, the winter, and going over the you know the busy December fixtures, I think having you know a Rigi now on a on a 
the amount of confidence that one goal would have given him, you know, it didn't take any special technique, it didn't take any, all he had to do, all he was, was he was in the right place at the right time. And I think that going into the next couple of weeks where, you know, we will need to rest maybe Salah, Firmino, Mane, it's great now that we've got, you know, Origi who's going to be, who's going to be, you know, confident. And I just hope that Klopp kind of repays some of that uh, and put some trust in him, maybe to even start a couple of games because um, I think we have eight games over the course of uh, December, so that's pretty much two every week, um, and I don't think we can play with the same front three starting every single one of those games. So I think we really saw the benefit, particularly in the last 20 minutes of that Everton game, of mixing up the strike force. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that Salah, Firmino and Mane are not our best three strikers. They, can put, they, they 100% are, but I think there is also benefit in terms of mixing it up um, to make Liverpool a bit more unpredictable to opponents uh, and defenses, and just you know, just to mix it up, even for even for um, you know the Liverpool players, particularly in midfield and defence, you know Salah, Firmino, Mane, by instinct they will make a certain type of run, or they will play in a certain way. And so if you have someone else like maybe an Origi or Sturridge who's different, it all of a sudden you know gets us playing slightly differently. And I think it's a way to just way to mix up our play. Um, make us more unpredictable, um, which can then hopefully lead to, to more chances and, and more goals. So that's kind of my first point that I really wanted to make. Is um, was really really glad that that Klopp gave um, some of the other strikers some game time. And I'm, I'm, one of the shout outs to Klopp, and we'll get to that at the end of the episode, is definitely to keep playing these guys um, over over the next coming months, actually, as we get into the Christmas period, busy January, and then if we get through into the Champions League, then managing that also. The second point I, I want to make um, is about Allison. Um, we obviously spent a huge amount of money, I think 65-ish million pounds on him in the summer. And already with the amount of clean sheets that we've had, it's, you know, he, he's proving to be worth every penny. Um, you know, the clean sheets are, are due to both the goalkeeper and the defence. So I think they're they're jointly kind of responsible for them. But, you know, in this game, we saw some absolutely fantastic saves from him. The one at point-blank range from, from Gomez... Uh, and then Gomez, the other Gomez, uh, clearing off the line. But I think Alisson, in that game for me, he really, he kind of oozed that confidence that maybe Jordan Pickford didn't have. But in terms of both his distribution, when he had the ball at his feet, when, you know, when he was making the saves. And it's so reassuring and so, so great as a Liverpool fan to have a goalkeeper that you can kind of trust in. And that you, when he gets the ball, you're just not panicking. You're kind of like, okay, what will he do? And you're thinking on the front foot rather than being on the back foot. And I think that was money definitely well spent. And it's yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't can't. I'd say for at least the last ten years, even if not more, we haven't had a kind of a stable goalkeeper who you know breeds confidence in the defence, and the defence breeds confidence in the goalkeeper. And I think that kind of relationship that's creating now between the defence and, and the goalie is fantastic. Um, you know, to say the amount of goals we've conceded, I think we've conceded five goals in the Premier League, which is incredible for going into December. And uh, you know, long may it continue. I think Allison's in his mid 20s so he's still got a significant period of playing time. Um, and yeah, long may it continue. I'm looking forward to seeing you know how many clean sheets we we can get. You know. Um, I think it, I think it, I think it will be a real challenge for the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez, and I think you know they're more than they're more than able to step up to the challenge um, and achieve all sorts of records about fewest number of goals conceded, 
Um, we, but we, on the other hand, we just have to make sure that if we don't concede, we're still in these games where we're not playing well, nicking a 1-0, which we have been doing and getting better of, but we have been drawing a few games. Um, that's why we find ourselves behind Man City. And so as much as the onus is on, on Van Dijk, Gomez, the defence and Alisson to keep a clean sheet, we also need to make sure that we're you know, on a, in an attacking sense firing on firing on all cylinders. And that kind of point brings me to another piece of analysis. Um, and this is kind of more of the, what was, I guess, the more frustrating side of the game. And I think had that Origi goal not got in, gone in, um, maybe this part of Liverpool play, Liverpool's play may have got highlighted a bit more. Um, and maybe that Origi goal comes up some of this. But I think through the midfield, we were kind of as scrappy and as poor as we've kind of really been for the last couple of months. Um, there were lots of calls, both from Liverpool fans and pundits, to, to mix up the midfield. Um, that Jordan Henderson, James Milner were, were getting too sideways, were getting too predictable and too boring. So in the Everton game, we had a, we had a midfield of... Well, we played a slightly different formation, but essentially you had a midfield of uh, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Shakiri, and possibly Firmino, who, who kind of dropped deep. And, you know, that's a that was the kind of midfield that Liverpool fans and pundits were asking for. But... Actually, when you when you watch the game, we suffered from a lot of the same problems that we did when Milner and Henderson were in the team. So we were still passing very slowly. Um, in an attacking sense, you know, defensively, I think they were they were all fine. I think Fabinho made the most number of tackles in the game and things like that. So I have no issue with it defensively. But in an attacking sense, it was still a very slow build-up. Um, there were still lots of sideways passes and we weren't getting the ball kind of from defence to attack through the midfield quick enough. And I think that kind of says more about the system um, that we're playing rather than the players. I think there's been a lot of uh, negativity and bad things said about, you know, players like Jordan Henderson. And in the last episode, I talk a bit about Jordan Henderson and how I think he actually is a, an incredible asset to Liverpool. But there are some you know people who think he passes sideways backwards and he's not um, necessarily the most progressive player, but it, but even when he was out of the team, we still suffered from a lot of the same kind of issues uh, that we've had. So which makes me think it's more about the system than it is about the, the the player. And I think we need to, the way we solve that is by getting through midfield quicker. There was a really good piece of analysis um, by Jamie Redknapp uh, on Sky Sports post the game talking about how last season the ball kind of, as soon as someone in the midfield got it, they were looking forward and they were playing that pass really quickly. And I feel like this season we're, we're taking a bit more of a measured approach where, you know, yes, it will mean that 100% mean that we concede less. And I think we're seeing the fruits of that. However, it does, it's taking away quite a bit from our attack. And I think we just need to get the ball through the midfield um, a bit quicker than we are now. You know, getting one touch uh, and playing it into to one of the front three um, I think Shakiri is good at that, and I think we've seen a couple of examples, uh, particularly his assist for, for Salah, um, where where he does that. But we need to do it a bit more, a bit more often, and particularly in the big games where it's difficult to do. Um, those are the balls that really, you know, make the difference and get Salah, Firmino, Mane, um, you know, in the right places so that they can score. Um, so overall, I think you know it was, you know. All Liverpool fans will look look back at that game favourably now uh, because of you know the last minute goal. But I do, I do think some of the issues that we have been facing over the past couple of months you know still existed throughout that game, um, and it'll be interesting to see how over the next month where we have lots of games 
um, whether we continue to play like that or actually we get better because we're, we're having to mix the team up and we're trying to we may be doing things differently and I know in the past couple of seasons we've actually really pushed on in the second half of the season <clears throat> and the, the promising thing this year is that we're actually up there and still in the race during the first half part of the season where we've previously fallen short um, so if we can, can if we can continue that and kick on in the second half of the season it's going to be um, I think an incredibly promising season for Liverpool um, and I'm super I'm super super uh, um, hyped uh, for the rest of the season if we do kick on uh, to see what we can achieve so the shout out to the shout out to Klopp um, in this episode is he, he started with this 4-2-3-1 kind of formation and with Firmino kind of forming part of that three behind Salah uh, not really a fan uh, I don't think it, as I said in the Burnley episode, I don't think it really, it, having Salah up front, I don't think is, it doesn't seem to be working. Uh, I think he seems to be kind of chasing lost causes. I don't really want him chasing lost causes. Um, and it just doesn't necessarily give us as much fluidity as we previously had. And so I think my shout out to Klopp is revert, reverting back to that 4-3-3. You know, well, let's stay with what's tried and tested. Um with the wide players we talked about in the previous episode, keeping Salah and, and Mane wider to stretch defences and give more time to the midfield and Firmino. I think that will really, really help our play uh, in an attacking sense. Um, and, and the second part of the shout out to Klopp is, is what I mentioned right at the beginning of this podcast about starting some of the, the backup strikers. I think in that game, I think Salah came off with about 20, 25 minutes to go and I think both Salah and Firmino are looking like they need a rest they they're just not looking as sharp you know Salah still still been scoring goals but neither of them even Mane you could probably add to that are not looking as sharp as uh, we've seen them previously um, and I think they could they could probably do with a rest um, and actually we've got uh, Burnley in a midweek game uh, on a Wednesday on the 5th of December. So it'll be interesting to see whether we, we start with those um, kind of same front three or actually Klopp starts rotating already um, with the with the Christmas fixtures coming up. So I think, yeah, I think the front three need a rest of some sorts. I don't know whether they all have a rest on the same game or whether we can kind of mix it up, but um, I think they need a, need a rest. So those are my shout outs to Klopp. Uh, as I said, we've got Burnley up next. Uh, again, Burnley have kind of, been floundering towards the bottom, um, so I do expect Liverpool to to win this to win the upcoming game against Burnley. I'm hoping we can do it comprehensively um, and really kind of send a statement going into these Christmas fixtures that you know through the crap weather we're gonna we're gonna persevere, we're gonna carry on, we're gonna keep those clean sheets. Um, we previously struggled against Burnley, so I'm hoping uh, that we can kind of capitalise on on their kind of poor form and their their lacking of confidence, but build on ours. So. Um, hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, please do subscribe uh, if you haven't already uh, review the podcast and i'll catch you guys uh, for a review of the burnley episode hopefully we win see you guys then